In our previous year, we began a discussion if chalitza is a separate mitzvah or is chalitza just a way of being able to allow this shemeris yovam to get married. There's some that want to suggest that it may be connected to a machloikis rishonim. The Gemara in Masechta Sanhedrin, Dafyot Tes Amabez, teaches us that if a king passes away, his widow, Leicholtzen Veloy Meyabim. And Rashi explains in Divrei Hamaskal, the Veloicholtzen, the reason we don't do Chalitza to his wife because she's not allowed to get married. So it seems from Rashi that the whole purpose of doing Chalitza is only that the woman, the Shemer Shiovim, should have an opportunity to be able to get remarried. And this woman is unable to get remarried anyway. And that's why Rashi says, we don't do Chalitza. So from Rashi it seems that the mitzvah of Chalitza is not an independent mitzvah. It's just a method for the Amana to be able to get remarried. The Rambam, however, says... That's the Raman Hilch's Malochim, Perak Beis Halochic Gimbal. Kivan Shi'ev Shaliyavim, since Yibim is not an option. Why, says the Rambam, Shein Noisim Amonas Melech, no one is allowed to marry the widow of the king. Lekain Enochaletzis. Therefore, Chalitza is also not an option. So Rambam is learning a different shot. The Rambam seems to be learning that she should really be a candidate for Chalitza. But the Rambam is following a rule that we have many times in Amasechta. The And therefore says the Rambam that the Chalitza is not an option because Yibum is not an option. It seems that the Rambam holds that it's not because she does, she's not getting married, so what do I need to do Chalitza? And actually, there's a very interesting Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says, this is a Yerushalmi in Mesech the Yavamis, Perik Gimel, Halacha Aleph, says the Gemara, Rav, Rav Zeira, V'shimen Baba Oymrim, She'chalitza Kinyan. They learned that what is Chalitza? The Chalitza is a Kinyan. Ki Lukona HaYovim Tchilop, Rav says a Chiddush, that what happens by every Chalitza, that the Chalitza, the Shemeris Yovam, he makes a Kenyan of her, Upatra B'Chalitza. And then, he makes the Kenyan, and immediately dissolves the relationship with a Chalitza. That's the opinion of Rav and Rav Zeir and Shemim Abob. V'Shmuv Rav Hil of Rav Yochran Oymrim, they hold Shechalitza and Elipator. That all Chalitza is, is a way that she should not be obligated, that she should have this obligation that's on her head lifted. Poshpshat, the Rambam, the, the, the Rav, this Machlaikis, is what is Chalitza? If we learn like Rav, Chalitza is a Kenyan, because there's a relationship. And the way to break that relationship is with Chalitza. The other Mandama holds, the no, Chalitza is only a Ptor. But it's interesting to note that the Yerushalmi continues. Ein kiyum rav. What Rav says, says the Shalmi, doesn't withstand the halacha. 
because the Rambam, because the Yishami says, the Allah is, Kail and Godel, Chaylitz Levimtai. Kain Godel can't marry his Yavama. Why can't the Kain Godel marry his Yavama? Because she's not a Psula, she's an Almana. And as we learn in our Masechta, a Kain Godel obviously may not marry an Almana, certainly if she's not a Psula. But now, let's understand. So I can understand why Yibam says to Yushami, a Kain Godel can't do. But the halach is that he may do chalitza. Says the Yerushalmi, if Rav is correct, and every chalitza represents a Kenyan, so how could the Kain Gol even do chalitza? Chalitza represents a Kenyan in the Shemeris Yavam. And a Kain Gol is not allowed to do a Kenyan in such a Shemeris Yavam because she's an Almana. It must be, says the Yerushalmi, the Rav is incorrect. And therefore, Chalitza does not represent a Kenyan at all. However, there's a Raya that the Bavli, perhaps, does have Amanda Omer that subscribes to the Shit of Rav. Because we're going to learn later in Amasechta, on that Mem Dalar Amen Aleph, the opinion of Rabbi Kiva, if somebody did chalitza in a woman, and then he marries that woman's sister, let's say, he marries that woman's mother, Havlad Mamzer. And what's the raya? Shinemar, beis chalutz hanal. Hakosov koroi beisoi. The Pasik makes him, is considered like beisoi. And therefore, chalutzasoi is considered like rushasoi. And just like there's a din, that you're not allowed to marry a chos grushasoi, you're not allowed to marry the mother of your grushasoi, so too, you can't marry the rel- these same relatives of your chalitza. So we see clearly that it is the opinion of Rabbi Kiva that chalitza is a Kenyan. And I think that the machloikis is the same machloikis that we're discussing. Is chalitza a separate mitzvah, and therefore it represents a separate Kenyan? Or is it just a or is it just a method to is it just a method to allow her to get remarried? There are those that suggest that the mitzvah chalitza is not a mitzvah chayuvis, and if the Yavama doesn't want to get remarried, and the Yavam doesn't mind that he has this Shemeris Yavam tied to him, they have the ability never to do chalitza. Because the entire purpose of doing chalitza is only that the Yavama should be able to get remarried. And if she doesn't care, it doesn't make a difference. So for example... Let's say we'll have a situation where this woman is a Katlonis. Agamara at the end of the second paragraph discusses the situation of a Katlonis, where the woman is was married twice to men who died. And this woman may not get married again anyway. And now she falls to Yibam. An argument could be made that she doesn't have to have Chalitza because she doesn't need to get remarried anyway. There's always a different 
differentiate, as we're learning. Chalitza is a mitzvah, and therefore, even in a situation where she doesn't want to get remarried, or she may not get remarried, the halacha is, she still should have chalitza to fulfill this mitzvah. The Beishmu in Eben Ezer, Simon Kuf Samachais of Cotton Tess, clearly Paskins, that if the Yvoma doesn't want to get remarried and the Yavam doesn't care, there's no need to do not Chalitza. He does, however, quote the Zoyar that there's a mitzvah in Chalitza even in a situation where they don't want to get remarried. So too is the opinion of the Chacham Tzvi that we don't force a woman to have Chalitza like we force women to do all other mitzvahs. Because the entire purpose of chalitza is just to allow her to get remarried. And if she doesn't want to get remarried, or she can't get remarried, there's no obligation to do chalitza. So too is the opinion of the chsam soifer. In Shailas Tshuvis, chsam soifer, chalit beis, evin ezer, simen pei hei. He does, however, again, quote the Zoyer that this doing chalitza is a big toiva for the nefesh of the person who passed away. And so too says the Nachla Shiva. However, the Rishash, the Shiles of Chuvis Emik Yeshua, the Shiles of Chuvis Parshas Matre, all say that there, that Chalitza is a separate mitzvah. And therefore, even if they don't want to get, she doesn't want to get remarried, she may not get remarried, the halach is that chalitza should be done. Because the Zoyer says that there's a tremendous tsar to the nefesh of the person who passed away, that until chalitza is done, and therefore the Dayana Yisrael have an obligation to do, to help this neshama that unfortunately left the world without children. And furthermore, desire says that the Yavim himself is in Sakona as long as he doesn't do Chalitza. And in fact, there's a story where a Yavim refused to do Chalitza in his Yavama and his children passed away. And so too, I saw the Shalas Tshuva's Chalkus Yaakov and Evan Ezer Simon Kuf Yodbeis says, and so too I saw from the close Magrebba in Shalos Chubas Tivrayatsev Evan Ezer Simon Kuf Yodbeis. Even those Achroinim and Rishonim, as we're learning, who say that there's a mitzvah to do Chalitza, they will agree that he's only over that mitzvah if he passes away without ever having done the mitzvah. Because since the Torah never gives a specific zman by when chalitza has to be done, so if he lived his entire life, and he, w- he won't be over until the last minute. 
And as the Achroinim point out, and in fact, the last moment, now he's an Oynus, he's sick, he's unable to do it, it'll turn out that he was never over the Isser. He was never over the Isser. In fact, there's a riot to this approach, because the Chinuch, in Mitzvah, Tuf Kuf Tzadik Tess says, Ha'oiva halzeh, so it seems that only if the person did it deliberately, he had the opportunity and he had to do the mitzvah and he didn't, that's when it's considered that he violated. But if he died before he had the opportunity to fulfill the mitzvah, that isn't considered that he, that he did an avela. What does Chalitza represent? So I saw that the Mepharshim explain different explanations of what is the concept behind Mitzvah Chalitza. Some explain that, and this is very connected to our Shir, as we discuss, is Chalitza a separate Mitzvah, or is Chalitza just a method how this woman may get remarried. Some explain that when she takes off the shoe from his foot, so it's like she's subservient to him. She's, she's serving him. What does that mean? That the Chalitza shows that she was Knuyaloi. Going back to the Yerushalmi that we quoted at the beginning of our shir that the Yushalmi says the Chalitza represents a Kenyan. This is how the Kenyan is shown by her taking off her shoes. However, there are those that say that, as we know, that when one is Ba'avelis Rachman he's not allowed to wear shoes. Here too, now, when this Yavam refused to do Yibam and he's doing Chalitza, so there won't be a continuation in any way of the name of the brother who passed away. And it's a, it's a time for availus. It's a time to take off the shoes. There's those that say that, as we learn in our Gemara, that at least in the time of Chazal, Yibam was certainly the preferred mitzvah. And since Yibam was the preferred mitzvah, this brother is refusing to do Yibam. He only wants to do Chalitza. So he deserves to be in Cheyrim for not wanting to do the mitzvah that the Torah wants him to do. And therefore, just like when somebody's in Cheyrim, we learned the Gemara Masech, the Ma'id Cotton, he removes his shoes. Another shot is that a husband and a wife, a man and a woman, are connected to each other, just like a shoe is tied together with shoelaces. Chalitza completely separates the relationship that existed between this husband and wife. And again, this pshat clearly indicates that the purpose of Chalitza is to allow this woman to get remarried. And this is the symbolic act of showing that that marriage is being completely dissolved. How is that shown? By the Yavam 
by the, by the woman untying the shoe and separating herself. Another pshat is that it's a, we know Sholof Ishnaloi is a Maise Kenyan. And again, as we speak over and over again, if we say that Chalitza is considered a new mitzvah, it's a Kenyan that's taking place because it's a mitzvah. And at least if you can't do Yibam, we do the Kenyan through Chalitza. As we mentioned earlier, the Zoyar speaks in great terms about what a mitzvah, chalitza is. And I'll read the words and, and say what it means from the Zoyim Parashas Chukas. The Zoyim Parashas Chukas says, Who the If somebody leaves the world without any children, Hai bas nodif, there's a place in the Oilam HaEmes that doesn't allow this neshama that left the world without children to enter. And this neshama wanders in the Oilam HaEmes and can't find Menucha. Says the Zoyev HaKadosh Baruch and Kodesh Baruch has Rechmanus on this Neshama that's wandering in the Oilam HaEmes and has nowhere to go. Upakid Lachui, and therefore Hashem says to the brothers of this Neshama, Lemifrikle, to redeem it. Lasra Ulasakna Ba'afra, it should have a ticken. If he doesn't want to do it, doing Yibam, so Lisa should do chalitza. So we see from here that the chalitza is a tremendous toiva for the nefesh, for the neshama of this person who left the world without children. The chsam seifer in that shuva that we quoted earlier in Evan Ezer Chelik Beis Simen says that chalitza. Is just like saying Kaddish on a person who passed away. Or it's like lighting a candle for somebody who passed away. And that's why there are many stories, and we'll Mitzvah perhaps still discuss this in a future shir, that when Chalitza is done, the Chalitza, they, the day before the Chalitza is done, they come to the Bezdin where the Chalitza is going to be done, and they so to speak, a mazmin. They designate that chalitz is going to be done in this spot. Why? Because the neshama of that person is waiting for the chalitz to be done because as we just quoted from the Zoyar, the neshama needs this chalitz for it to come to menucha nechayna. If we learn that chalitza is a separate mitzvah, we come back to the question that we discussed in one of our first shiurim on this mesechta. And that is, is the mitzvah on the yavam, or is it a mitzvah on the yavam itself? There are those that say that whatever is the halacha regarding yibam, if we say that the mitzvah of yibam is only on the yavam, so too we say the mitzvah of chalitza is only on the yavam, it will say if the mitzvah chalitza 
the mitzvah of Yibam is on the Yivama as well, so will be then a mitzvah Chalitza. However, I did see that there is an opinion that says that even if we'll say that Yibam is a mitzvah only on the Yavam, the mitzvah Chalitza is on the Yivama as well. And it's actually Nagel Alochalamaisa. Wallabit Alochal. I saw the Paiskim discuss the Shaila. Wallabit Alochal, if Rahman Lutzlon, a woman is Baninus. She lost one of her close relatives, and now she's Baninus. And the person, Hayavam, wants to do Chalitza immediately now, he's leaving. And if we won't do Chalitza now, she may lose the opportunity to do Chalitza. So if we learn that Chalitza is a mitzvah on her, so we know that when a person's an oinen, makes no difference, man or woman, they may not do a mitzvah. If, however, Chalitza is not a mitzvah on the woman, so she who is participating in the mitzvah of Chalitza is not doing a mitzvah, so even though Rechman Slon, she's right now in Oynan, she could still participate in the mitzvah of, Chali, of Chalitza. The Marit, the Bika Yosef, in Yeridea, Simon Shin Mem Aleph, Ois Vov, says that is the opinion of the Marit, that a woman who is Baninus may not do Chalitza. There's a Masham, Shal Sachuvas Masham, in Chelek Aleph, Simon Yudalit, who quotes the Yad Shloima, that says that a woman is exempt from Mitzvah Chalitza, because it's Mitzvah Asayshah's man Groma. Because Chalitza, the Allah is, Chalitza may only be done by day, not by night. But the Masham makes a very interesting point. The Masham quotes Anavudram. The Vedram says, why indeed are women exempt from Mitzvah Seisha's man Grama? Says the Vedram, because women are obligated to, to be, take care of their husbands. And if they're going to have to do mitzvahs, they can't be doing what they're supposed to be doing. But here we're talking about a woman who has no husband. She's a Yavama. And therefore, she isn't exempt from mitzvahs to say shizman grama. It's a tremendous chiddush, because nowhere in halacha do we find that there's enough gemina between a woman who has a husband versus and a family, between a woman who doesn't have a husband and family, in the women's exemption from mitzvahs to say shizman grama. But as I said, there is the opinion of the Yeshua Yaakov, who says that the obligation of that even if we we'll say that Yibum is only a mitzvah on the man, Chalitza is a mitzvah on the woman as well. The Stechemed quotes in Chel Ches, Mareches Chalitza, Sifkotn Lamed Hey, quotes this Yeshua's Yaakov and says he really doesn't understand the Yeshua's Yaakov. But I saw that perhaps the explanation in the Yeshua's Yaakov is the way we're explaining. Because, going back to Rajvah that we connected, the Rajvah said that the mitzvah's yibum is connected to the mitzvah's puru So women, who aren't obligated in the mitzvah puru 
are also not obligated in the mitzvah yibum. So if we learn that chalitza is just an extension of the mitzvah yibum, so it's very understandable. If women are exempt from mitzvah yibum, they're also exempt from mitzvah chalitza. But if we're going to learn that chalitza is a separate mitzvah, if it's a separate mitzvah, it could be that even though women are exempt from yibum, and the reason they're exempt from yibum is because they're not included in the mitzvah's pruravu, they will not be exempt from mitzvah's chalitza. It's interesting to point out that the steichemed in that Mareches Chalitza and Cheliches quotes a Shail Sachuvis Tzemach Tzedek that says that there are people who make the mistake in believing that participating in the Chalitza is Sakona. And he says, Chas Visholem, the Tzemach Tzedek says, we know the Pasuk says, Shoyme Mitzvah Loyeda Davara, certainly. He says that we don't, as we quoted, said earlier in our shir, that we don't do mitzvahs yibum. Chalitz is a mitzvah, and chas v'shalom, it doesn't bring anything to be worried about. And the Stechemed brings, speaks very sharply against anybody who thinks that chalitz is a sakana. Ravadi Yosef. And Shal Sachuvis, Yabia Oimer, Chalik Dalit Evan Oezer Simon Tezvov says that Chalitza is a tremendous ticket for those that are alive, otherwise the woman can't get remarried. And it's for the people who are not here, as we quoted the Zoyer earlier. So certainly participating in Chalitza is participating in an act of Kamilas Chasodim. And if somebody participates in an act of Gemilas Chesodim, certainly nothing bad can happen to someone for doing so. And in fact, I saw that the Divrei Chaim had a son who didn't have children. So the Divrei Chaim's oldest son, the Divrei Yecheskel, was going to do Chalitza on her almona. As the Divrei Yecheskel took leave of his father, Divrei Chaim. Divrei Chaim told the Divrei Yecheskel, you should know, doing chalitza is segula for, to have good children. And certainly, it doesn't represent any sakana, it only brings bracha, as anyone who does chesed brings bracha upon himself. <laughs>